everyone to the very latest bolt from the blue podcast. Look at look at Ray in the background. He's like absolutely gagging for it, guys. Uh, we talked about this, uh, Ray. We talked about this. We talked about the the lineup before I come to you, Ray. Um, I know all of our listeners want to find out uh, how good uh, Bernard was at getting the lineup right, and I'm not <laughs> sure he might have got it spot on this time. Let's see. I did very well. I did. I got nine. I got nine. I'm happy with that. I mean, considering the team we put out, I mean, as I said, I was so surprised Ireland was playing. But I got nine. I'm happy with that, mate. Obviously, I didn't get Gomez, but I wasn't worried by that because I thought he might give Aki another go because he's, he's playing so well. I thought he might stick Aki at left back, but all credit to him with uh, Walker look as though he's out for a few weeks now, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cancelo's going to be right back, so Gomez needs as much time on the pitch as we can. So, oh, yeah, I was happy with nine out of nine out of eleven, and uh, I think it was a pretty good team. Ray, we talked about this, and you thought that we would probably go strong and then take people off. Is that how that you thought that it worked out? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if if, if we're honest, <clears throat> I think the only major player that was rested was KDB and well, KDB and Foden, but you. If, if you look at your big three players, that's Edison, Haaland and KDB, let's say. Um, it was only KDB that was rested. Uh, it's pretty much a very, very strong side. Also, obviously, looking ahead to the next home game of the league, which is really important. So I think we look at that game and say, who didn't start? Who would, who would be a regular? Fordham and Dick, they're playing it. Probably, probably, whoever was playing Probably for the next next home uh, Saturday next home game. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite uh, interesting that lineup. Mm-hmm. My goodness, this is getting ridiculous, isn't it, uh, Bernard? I mean, seven minutes in, and there he goes again. I mean, th- this guy is getting um, inevitable, isn't he? He is. I mean, it was. Uh, we got a couple of slight deflections, I think, didn't he, from the cross from Cancelo that went across? But uh, he's just in the right place at the right time. Nothing spectacular. Uh, goalkeeper no chance uh, Grabber was it or Grabara whatever he's called he was trying to grab at everything obviously last night but uh, he just fell perfect any any decent half decent striker and we're not talking half decent here we're talking Superman levels uh, he just fell perfectly for him and he hooked it in brilliant yeah, it's quite a good goalkeeper uh, uh, Ray I thought I mean strange mask I have to say <laughs> made him made look, look a little bit like a Phantom of the Opera but um he was quite uh, quite decent, wasn't he? Yeah, give the guy credit. He was wearing a blue mask uh, at the home of the champions. Um, so give him credit for that. Uh, he made some decent saves. I think a few. I think he made a few saves for Telly, uh, designed for that. Uh, but he was pretty decent. And uh, <laughs> but to be honest, he spent most of his his night picking the ball out of the back of the net. And uh, and he could have. I think if we talked, we talked about the the kids and the subs, and we'll talk about that again. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think if we'd wanted to, we could have beaten our uh, previous Champions League um, goal-scoring record of 7-0 against Schalke. I mean, you know, the way we were uh, strolling around that pitch, you know, in second or third gear at most most times, uh, it was a joy to behold. It was quite funny, actually, because uh, Bernard and I were just discussing this before we came on air. That I think it was that famous statement by David Seaman. I, 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 think, it was, I think it was actually David James's first big save for Liverpool and David Seaman was very sarcastic and said yeah that was one for the cameras wasn't it <laughs> you can you 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 can make um you can make something look special can't you uh, and um he was a little bit like that but Bernard you should know all about that being a goalkeeper 
<laughs> yeah, not to the level of uh, Mr. Uh, I thought it looked a bit like Jason from... Uh, I thought it was Halloween come early, to be honest with you, with, the, with that mask on that he had. That it, was, it was the dark blue, which are obviously the colours of Copenhagen. So, uh, yeah, as Ray said, uh, wearing the blue mask. But, yeah, he did, he did pull out probably what I would say two or three cracking saves... But I'll be honest with you, most of them is where our guys put them at a good height or a, a good level for him to look spectacular. And we were saying Mr. Bazuna, who's obviously uh, possibly coming this week, is he to us for Southampton? He's very similar. He's a very similar sort of guy. He does a lot of these spectacular things. And, uh, yeah, certainly uh, the mask and the spectacular stuff was, uh, was on show last night. It's certainly Halloween come early for us. Well, Ray, let's go through the uh, the, the lineup um, man for man. I think you were pretty close. Um, what did you think of it? Good to see Laporte back. Yeah, look, it's good to see Laporte back. Uh, good to see Diaz have a start. It kind of a lot of it, as I think most of us expected it. We expected Aki and we kind to have a rest. Um, and Gunduan again playing that 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 role uh, uh, replacing Rodri. And I think in games, if if I can be as uh, as bold to say this in games that are easier I like Gundogan in that role you know it's that role he had a few seasons ago I like it because he he can control the game get it you know the attack started very very quickly um, in, in, in I think in tougher games against better teams uh, I want to see Rodri back there but for, for now Gundogan's doing, doing well and it was pretty much a lot of it as we expected good to see Grealish have I think his was it his third start on the bounce uh, Mares got a look in, you know. It was, I think if Mares hadn't started last night, uh, lots of questions would have been asked about his future, especially since he signed a contract extension last year, I think. Um, and, and Haaland, I think that surprised a lot of people. But I, I did say the other day that, um, I mean, if if I was Haaland, I'd be pep serious. Say, Please don't rest me. Let me play. Let me start. Let me, you know, we're playing uh, the. Um, the booby team in, in the group, you know, we're playing the, uh, the walkovers. Let me start, let me score a few goals and then, then, uh, uh set me off. Um, you know, the team at the end of the game was totally different to the team that starts, you know, with all the kids and the subs. Uh, but that starting lineup, look, it was, it, we always thought it was going to be too strong for Copenhagen and, uh, so it proved. Yeah, a very, very sweetly struck uh, first goal. Another thing that, uh, Myself and Bernard talking about just before uh, the, the pod started was um, about Grealish. And, um, he, you know, he was never a prolific goal scorer, even when he was at his height at uh, Villa. But he was he was very, very impressive, um, Bernard, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's not a natural goal scorer. It's as simple as that. And yesterday he fluffed a couple where he perhaps could have done better. And the goal, the goal he saved two or three that you know obviously stopped stopped him getting on the on the uh, score sheet. But they say you know you know me and Grealish guy. I've always stuck up for him. I stuck up for him last season. I'll carry on sticking up for him. And I just thought you know. He's a great lad as well. I mean, he's a good, you watched an interview, I saw, I watched an interview last night where he was talking about the keeper saying about Haaland being a, basically a monster, isn't he? And a superhuman. And he's just, just a, a really nice lad. And the, the crap he's got at the start of this season, the crap he's been getting. And I think that was actually his fourth game in a row now. So yeah, thoroughly deserved. And, and, and may it continue. Yeah, just on a, on a personal point, I really appreciate um, some of the things that he's done, especially, you know, just, um, Taking time out with the sporters, 
And, uh, you know, just putting his armor on them and things like that, it just it's heartwarming stuff, so I, I like that very much. Um, Ray, over to you, and um, I, 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 I really thought it was uh, time for um, Pep to give Ortega a run out in goal, but apparently not. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, look, it's, you can't disrespect the opposition. Um, you know, they might be the whipping boards of the group, but you still got to put out a good side, and uh, like I said uh, last week, you've got to make sure you win the game. You know, this these two games against um, Copenhagen will decide the group. Uh, I mean, if if it's not already been decided already, um, and and then then you know, and and I, I don't think even then I don't think we'll make a wholesale um, changes when we you know play the fifth and sixth game uh, of the group stages. But uh, I I I think it's too soon. I mean, Altega will get his chance. His chance will. As you'd expect in, in the League Cup, the FA Cup, dead rubbers in the Champions League, the odd sub appearance maybe in the league, um, he'll get his chance. I, I, you know, I don't think any of us are expecting him to challenge Edison anytime soon. But um, you know, you know, Pep, Pep wants that strong side. We won the game, as I said. I'll take it. He'll get his chance uh, in, in a few weeks' time. Mm-hmm. So Bernard, uh, we had to wait half an hour for the second, but again. It was kind of, it was coming, predictable, and it was beautiful. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, noticeably, on about 16 minutes, Haaland had one of those similar to the other day where he rose like the proverbial salmon. He had a very similar one where he literally just headed it straight at the keeper, so the keeper made an okay save. But that looked to me as, oh, another goal, no problem. But uh, it wasn't long, was it? It was 32 minutes, I think. I think it was um, a Cancelo volley, Cancelo volley, was it, uh, initially? And, of course, the keeper did block it. But, of course, uh, it looked embarrassing for him to actually just tap it in, and that's all it was. He was just there to gobble up the rebound, wasn't he? And it's one of those goals all good strikers score, but they look a bit guilty about scoring it because it's just far too 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 easy. So, uh, you know, just a simple goal, but all credit to Cancelo for putting that volley in. I think it was Cancelo, guys. You'll, you'll correct me if it wasn't. But, uh, yeah, he sort of uh, pulled off the save, but he couldn't stop. Uh, the, the old uh, meat shields knocking it in. <laughs> meat shield. <laughs> what do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, no. I mean, look, the thing was when the shot came in, um, ha- Harlem was the first one to react. He was a f- he was already on the move. He was already on the move in case the ga- goalie made a save, and he was practically shoving the defender out of the way. Uh, he, he was determined to to be there first, and I think that's what you know. It's he's. Um, he's been labelled uh, a little bit, but obviously by opposition fans, of course, usually of a Liverpool bent or a United persuasion, that he's a tapping merchant. Yeah, he scores a lot of tappings, but you know what? He, you have to be there. So first of all, he's in the right place at the right time. He does bust a gut. He does put the effort uh, to make sure he's the one picking up the the rebound and not a defender. And he, and um, he did it again for that second goal. He was there. Um, Picking up the the rebound, he was the quickest to react. He was reacting before anybody else even thought about reacting. He was already on his way. Uh, and you'll, when we, well, I'm going to roll on it. And when we're going to talk about the third goal, which was a, an own goal to two deflections, I think that was a goal mesh shot. Who was actually on the move to tap that in if the defender hadn't touched it? Was Haaland. He was already a, and I actually thought he was going to score his hat trick there, but the defender got a touch in front of him. And it ended being a known goal. So he is just so determined to score goals. He's going to break all sorts of records. Uh, and uh, yeah, Mr. Mares, you know, 
spend more time on the bench so when we do get penalties in the league that uh, Harlem will be able to step up and, and take and score them because I just want you know you just don't know what the future will hold but you, I think we've seen enough to think and expect that the future for Harland and Man City is going to be fantastic. Tons and tons of goals, breaking scoring records. But I just love this for season for him to smash it out of the park, for him to, you know, to, to get a record that only he can get anywhere near, uh, and, and, and propel us to, uh, to glory again this season. Yeah, Bernie, it was a, bit, a little bit of a pinball for, for that third goal, but Ray was exactly right because, um, Haaland was there, you know, waiting for it. It didn't really come for him on this particular goal. But, um, my goodness, uh, the supporters on Twitter, uh, the Liverpool and the Man U supporters are going absolutely crazy about this guy. What a freak of nature he is and how lucky we were, we were to get him and all the rest of it. Yeah, well, well, tough. They can cry all they want, can't they? I mean, I must admit, I, I put that goal down to that Irish, in, that well-known Irish international, Rick O'Shea. I think he, he did very well with that goal to make it three nil. And uh, go, all credit to Gomez. We found another, we found another fullback who likes to have a have a have a go. Uh, and actually, most of his stuff was on target, from what I remember. So that'll do for me. Uh, it's great to see Gomez put that effort in, and I think Ray pointed out. There. It was Haaland who was in and around that box waiting for the ricochet deflection to go back to him, but it didn't. It ended up in the back of the net. But uh, yeah, credit to Gomez. Uh, we found, you know, all right, Mr. Walker likes the odd goal, but we know how many goals he scored over time. But Gomez, Gomez, absolutely uh, stunning. Some of some of the I mean, certainly three shots I remember. I think we're all we're all on target. Uh, so more of that, more of that will do as well. And Haaland does pick up. Because goalies aren't going to hold them. If the goalies aren't going to hold them, you've got someone like Ireland there to come and to to pick them up and actually put the ball in the net from the rebound. So uh, all all great stuff. Yeah, Ray. I mean, it, it's good to see uh, in in the way that Pep, Pep plays the squad. And uh, your favourite player, Ray Harris, looking very very hungry, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, look, he's 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 in a a, a tough spot now. You know, Harland's coming, hit the ground running. Um, and Reid Maris is looking at it and saying, well, Haaland's always going to start. Grealish has hit a bit of form now. He's going to start. And Foden is now, I think, knocking on the door being a, a, of a definite starter as well. So where does that leave Maris? Maris is a second string player. Uh, might be his last season. He's, what, 31 years old. You know, he's not going to be around here forever. Um, and with, you know, with Alvarez, with Julian Alvarez around, with Cole Palmer around, um, I, I, you know, this could be the, I don't think Maris will get another contract extension. I think this is either his last season or his penultimate season. Um, and he might well, just, well, he's uh, confident, isn't he? Was it his 200 for pay? And as he said, oh, here's to the next 200. So <laughs> <laughs> he's very confident, that's for sure. I think that was uh, tongue-in-cheek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a private for that, tongue-in-cheek. Anyway, um, so um, I, I, I think, um, yeah, no, Matt Maris is... Look, he, he's got obviously he scored a penalty. He's got his, that fourth goal. Um, it's good for him to get on the score sheet. But I, I think you can I, I, you can just see the quality of City now. You can see it changing. You can see obviously the the team. Uh, we're going to lose players. Obviously, Maris is thirty one. KDB's thirty one. I think Gundogan is thirty two. Um, but you can see people coming through like Akanji. Uh, well, all right, Akanji's late. In, I think mid twenties. But Kanji's come in, and Gomez is there. We, as uh, they've all mentioned, Palmer, and um, you know, um, we may see 
someone like uh, McAtee back as well. And, and we saw some other kids on the pitch as well. So we can see things will over the next couple of seasons, uh, you know, we'll see an evolution. Uh, and that's beheaded by, uh, what, what do you call him? The Norwegian meat shield. That's the one. Nordic, Nordic meat shield. Nordic meat shield, yeah. So, uh, Harlan, so, uh, yeah, um, you know, enjoy Mares while you can. That's all I'll say. Bernard, was it a little bit, you know, was I being a little bit precious by sort of being a little bit annoyed when, uh, Holland was, um, subbed off at half time, replaced with Cole Palmer? I, I thought that, uh, come on, give him his fourth hat trick. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, obviously, it started all the old conspiracy theories, didn't it, of him being injured. I think I even saw a quote this morning on on Twitter, I think it was, that Ian Cheeseman had mentioned ligaments, that he'd had a lig. I thought, you know, he, you, know, you don't expect that from Ian Cheeseman. So where are you getting this from? I don't know. But, uh, I think that's a fake one. It's, it's a, sorry, Bernard, I think it's a new way to do fake news by including who's... Uh, reputable. Yeah. It's never happens, yeah. of course. Yeah. Because I said that, I might have said my apologies if it wasn't Ian Cheeseman, because obviously it's just people causing trouble and trying to, trying to mess things up. Because uh, when he walked off at half time, he was absolutely fine. I mean, he didn't see anything. He was a bit angry with uh, Bernardo, because he, if you remember, he had that little chip about 43 minutes uh, where he perhaps wanted Bernardo to pass it to him rather than try and chip the goalkeeper. So he was a bit annoyed with Bernardo, but he walked off fine. And, and yeah, I, like, like you, Mike, um, I was a bit disappointed he come, didn't come out for the second half, but the game was won. And, yeah, it's not all about records, unfortunately, as far as uh, Pep's concerned. I'm sure he'll, he'll pamper to, to records as much as he can, but it, it's the team and, and uh, getting... Obviously, he got Palmer on, and I think the first thing Palmer did was test test the keeper. I think the keeper had to palm away a Palmer effort, so he, he picked up where the old meat shield finished off. But, yeah, it was uh, interesting. It was interesting. Even, I think it was um, definitely... Oh, was it? Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. One of the big uh, guy, guy at the Athletic actually said there might be a problem as well with with Al. And so they, you know, they, they're coming up with these things. They haven't got a, a clue what they're talking about, which is a, a great shame. I, I, I said, look, it's all. We're gonna obviously. You, it's something that we would have mentioned anyway later on about Pep uh, in his, one of his press conferences saying, no, Haaland hasn't got. Uh, a release clause in his contract to go to Real Madrid in two years' time or whatever it is. And you've got people like Fabrizio, what's his name? Uh, Mike knows his name. That Romano, Romano. Yeah, okay. Saying he's got a release clause in his contract. You had someone from Goal or the Athletic saying, no, he doesn't. It's a 50 50, you know, shootout here. And that's all it is. Someone says, say if Haaland leaves City in three years' time for Real Madrid on a, a release clause, Fabrizio will say, hey, look at that. I told you I knew what I was doing. I got it right. He's just having a guess like a lot of other people. Do you think, honestly, honestly think that Haaland's dad or Ferran Soriano or anybody at City is, has been on the phone and leaked it to Fabrizio what's in the contract? My backside, you know. Um so these journalists, they take a 50-50 pot, okay? If Haaland doesn't leave City to Real Madrid on a release clause, Romano's not going to say anything about it. So when they're right, they shout from the rafters and publicise themselves and people believe that they know what they're talking about. You know, it has been said about Romano that he just copies what other people are saying, other people who are actually in the know. He might be in the know in, in some areas. But he, it's inconceivable that he knows so much ab- about contracts and what and, and transfers on, on, in English football. 
French football. It's, it's so unlikely. It's very easy to troll the reputable people, or people who are in the know and just copy what they say. And if you don't give, I'm not saying he doesn't, but if you don't give them much of a, um, much credit, then people might think it's, it's you who's, who knows all this. So, you know, I, I always say take it, unless it's coming from a reputable source like Bernard or me, take it with a pinch of salt. Um, so these people don't know what it's just it's just totally made up the, the amount of stuff and the bottom line is people are making money out of this so people are making money from um having these platforms uh and so they've got they've got to keep coming up with stuff and whether you make it up or it's true you just keep coming out with it i think there's very very few reliable sources out there david ornstein used to be a very good one when he was at the bbc I think there's more pressure if you're working for the athletic to come up with new stories and come up with anything. But, um, yeah, so I never believe what the, what these people say. Yeah, Bernard, it is, um, it's quite funny in, in the way that people were clutching at straws a little bit like that uh, beautiful girlfriend that has left you and you're like, you're clutching at straws saying she's looking at someone else and all the rest of it. But anyway, what was quite fun, uh, Bernard was. <laughs> What was quite fun was on the 55th minute when uh, when we won the penalty, and uh, the goalkeeper who who had been a good goalkeeper up to that point um, ridiculously tries to tell Mares which way to dive. That was funny. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a needless penalty in the first place, wasn't it? It was a shocking penalty to give away. Uh, I think the ball was about six foot over Laporte's head, and the guy was wrestled to. The ground, which uh, I've not looked, watched it back, but it seemed a stonewall penalty for me. So it's a bit silly anyway. And then obviously, uh, Mr. Jason, Jason from Jason tried to, uh, sort of, uh, psych out Mahrez, didn't he? And it wasn't the greatest penalty by Mahrez, but at the end of the day after that, if the goalie's got to go the wrong way, it doesn't matter, does it? If the goalie goes the wrong way, it's a good goal and, and that's all that happened because Mahrez has been tendency to put it in the top. Uh, roof of the net these days, but obviously it was a little bit low. A good, a good height for a goalkeeper to save actually if he chose the right way, but he didn't. He tried to psych him out of it, and it it backfired on him. And actually, uh, Ray, I've got this quote directly right here for you that you were referring to. This is Sam Lee from the Athletic, and after that goal was scored, um, actually just before the goal was scored, Sam Lee said, and I quote. Did anybody see Haaland look fuming when he walked off for half-time? Apparently, this was on the TV pictures, an injury would be a real buzz killer. That's, that, that was Sam Lee. But the thing is, you, people just keep saying stuff. You know, if you go back, I think a few years ago, you know, obviously I've followed Man City on, uh, digitally for, for many, many years. You know, we would, I would lap stuff up, like, if you go back many, many years, 30 or 40 years, when we didn't have like much live football on telly, you know, internationals and maybe FA Cup final and that were it. You'd lap everything up. You were, you know, devour information. Now in this digital age, there's so much information. So many people want to make money out of it. Um, and they feel that they've got to keep on talking. You know, uh, I'm sure Mike, you remember, uh, John Arlott. Uh, you, and Richie Benno, the great cricket commentators, and one of the secrets that especially John Arla had, you don't need to fill empty um, space with noise. You don't always have to say something. Uh, and and I I feel that um, reporters and, and and journalists they they always want to fill that space with something. 
in, just in just in case you know um, people have forgotten about them and who they are, and they just keep filling that space. And and look, as, as Bernard said, uh, Harlem was probably a bit annoyed that uh, because. Um, um, Bernardo had popped it over the bar instead of passing to him. And I think that was it, you know, because he just wants to score a goal. Uh, and it might have been predetermined as well that Haaland would only get half a game. If we were up by two or three nil, then Haaland would be pulled off at half time. Uh, and uh, so maybe that's why he was, you know, not so um, ha- happy about it because he knew he wasn't going to get the opportunity to score that hat trick. And Bernardo could have passed it to him for, for another tapping. So, um, you know, we I think we get ca- carried away. You know, yes, that the journalists do have they have privilege they're privileged to be able to speak to players and the manager directly and get uh, tidbits of information, but they're not always right. Um, you know, uh, I think was it Sam Lee had said that um, the players had had a go at Mares because he was being greedy and it called him out. And they'd had a go at him for it. And Maris came out and said that just categorically wasn't true. Uh, to be honest, actually, I actually disbelieve Maris there. But, you know, there's been so many things where someone says something and someone else says, no, that's not true. That's absolutely not, not true. Um, uh, but you, you just got to keep saying stuff. Got to keep saying stuff. It's so funny. Uh, Ray has just taken me back into my childhood. Uh, before cell phones, uh, young Mike was, um, up, uh, you know, at, uh, Three o'clock or the four, uh, three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning, and listening to commentary like this, and it's Shane Warren. Shane Warren comes in over the wicket to Randall, and there's no run. <laughs> um, but um, it's funny. Uh, Fifty-eight minutes, uh, Bernard. Uh, we've got this um, substitution for Jao Cancelo, Rico Lewis, uh, Bernard. I I can honestly tell you, I don't know anything about Rico Lewis. Maybe you know a little bit more than I do. Well, I mean, it, I mean, did you notice the difference between him and Can- when Cancelo went off? I mean, he was seamless. He, he just went into that team, and I thought he was excellent. Uh, he had a block later on, didn't he, where he blocked, um, I think, the only chance Copenhagen had until that, that corner and the, the header that just flashed wide. It was Rico Lewis who got in and blocked it. I mean, he, you know, in all in all respects, he was probably an upgrade on the night on on Cancelo. <laughs> For me, didn't actually do that, but I think he had an assist. Did he have an assist? I think he might have had an assist early doors. But uh, yeah, you don't see the joy. He's just one of these good young lads. I watched. I actually watched most of the youth team yesterday in, the, in their UCL game against Copenhagen, and yeah, they're, they're good lads. They're a good set of lads. They, they play well, and Rico Lewis is at that next stage now, where. You know, he'll probably go somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, he, he did what he had to with, with what, 4-0 up at the time. So, you know, that, that's what Pep should be doing. He should be giving him, giving him half an hour, and that's what he got, about 35, well, 33 minutes. With, we don't play injury time in the Champions League, do we, for some reason? It just, uh, that, that doesn't exist. But, yeah, fantastic. And for me, it was an upgrade. Uh, uh, excellent, excellent stuff from Lewis. I mean, to, to, uh, go ahead, Ray. I was going to say that. I mean, I'd, I saw Lewis was playing on, on the right. I don't think he took any risks. I think that was risk-free football. But what I do like is uh, I like the fact that some these kids um, they look more comfortable in the environment. I'm going to go back ten years now. I can't even remember the names. There was a, a kid called was it Brandon? Uh, I can't remember now. Bernard has got better memory than me. I think he ended up going to Blackpool. He was a winger. Um, I forgot his name. I can remember what he looks like, but I forgot his name. 
And I remember him coming on in a game for City, in a friendly game, and he was just, didn't know what to do. He was, you know, people had to tell him what to do. He just like was totally shell-shocked uh, and bemused by the experience. And, um, you know, was it Barker? Anyway, he ended up, um, you know, Brendan Barker, was it? Is that all? Brendan Barker, I remember that guy. But he ended up leaving. He never made it a career at City. He never, he never stood a chance, to be honest. Um, but, um, so, um, it was good to see Lewis felt he seemed a lot more comfortable. He, he didn't take any risk except towards the end of the game when he did turn one of their, uh, attackers away. He showed a bit of pace to get to the ball as well. So that, that was good. Um, and I think we had, uh, was it Esbrand on the other side? Um, yeah, 66, 66 minutes. Wilson Esbrand came on for Bernardo. And I think, again, he, he played non-risk football because I think that's what you see from the other players. They don't, you know, the, the senior players don't take too many risks until they feel a bit more comfortable. Like we'll talk about Jack Grealish, I'm sure, again. But he took more risks because he felt more comfortable in the game uh, and he was playing well. Uh, the young kids, it's nice to see them. It's a funny thing. If, if it wasn't for the World Cup, I'm not sure we would have seen both of them or, or as many kids and, and Palmer as well in this type of game. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's, it's simply because we have to rest players. We've got too many games in a short space of time that we have to rest players. Um, I think we just, you know, knowing Pep, uh, not, I don't know him, but looking at what he's done, uh, um, in, in the past, I, I could see him maybe putting a couple of subs on and that's it and not necessarily the kids. Um, so it, it was good to see them. It's the only way they're going to learn, isn't it? It's the only way they're going to get better, uh, and feel comfortable is playing with these, the first team, uh, players playing, uh, in, in training with them, uh, and it just sets us up for the future. Look, most of them, sadly, won't make a career at City, but there'll be one or two gems. They'll be like your Palmer, <coughs> Mr. McAtee, um, you know, one or two others coming through that there will be gems. Uh, and, uh, you know, the more, the more City fans that we get playing for the club, brilliant. I mean, we've got Harlan, boyhood City fan. I don't care what anybody says. They're just jealous. Boyhood City fan. Foden, Boyhood City fan. Gomez, uh, the left back, boyhood City fan, you know. Um, it, it's just fantastic to see. And it's fantastic to see, I'm just going back to Gomez, that it's a non-English kid. You know, he's not been, uh, come through either born here or played in the Premier League somewhere else. He's come from overseas and his boyhood club was Manchester City. Well, guys, um, just before we move on to the, uh, fifth goal, I did, um, omit to mention a pair of substitutions for Copenhagen. I didn't really want to encourage Ray too much because a particular player called Dix um, was uh, subbed <laughs> up for for someone called Ankerson. I, I just didn't want Ray to get to go that, off to do that one. What's that <laughs> fellow's name? What's his name? Was it William Ankerson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very, very good, Ray. Well, well done. <laughs> so, what was the other guy's name? Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it, it reminds me of that old joke, uh, no, no, um, when, um, <laughs> I can't say it on, on your, on your show, uh, I think I better just slide away and let it go. Yeah, you, you see, Bernard, why I was, why I skated past that one, but anyway, <laughs> so here we go, 75th oh, minute. Look, it's, 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 look, if, uh, I, I, oh no, I, I'm, I'm oh, really, no, you, you want to do it, don't you? Yeah, but no, look, it just ends up with, uh, the, 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 the Chinese, oh sorry, the South Korean Sukma, 
gets married to um, your man Dick, and they decide to have a double barrel surname. <laughs> you can make your well, own, you let, can make your own joke up there. Let's let's move on to Bernard here. Uh, that, Bernard five 0 <laughs> Alvarez seventy five minutes, and uh, this was an interesting uh, piece of play, wasn't it? Yeah, just before we do that, I just obviously I just got on to it. I don't have the memory to remember it, but obviously we don't like to leave our listeners short on information. Obviously, Brandon Lee Colin Barker uh, is currently playing his trade, playing his trade in the Cypriot First Division, so he's still going. He's 26. He's been at Rangers as well and various clubs. So all credit to him. But yeah, so I thought I'd just share that with you. I didn't want the listeners to start. One worrying about this uh, Brandon Barker guy, but uh, that, that's a good middle name, though, isn't it? Brandon Lee Collin, that's fantastic. I mean, was he a City fan as a kid? I don't know. That's a very, very interesting uh, middle names, anyway. Yeah, 75 minutes. He was a second young player at, at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I say, he, he, did, he did go to Rangers. He played for Preston as well. Uh, he's doing that. But I say he's playing for um, Ammonia, I think. Ammonia in the, the Cypriot First Division as a forward. So uh, he's still not. Around anyway, so. Sorry, Carter, did you, did you just say uh, did you did you just say ammonia? Ammonia, 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 ammonia <laughs> FC. Yeah, not ammonia. I'm ammonia. If I'm right, and no, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get the name right here, Bernard. So he's playing against. Uh, he's playing ammonia. Oh, oh, ammonia. Ammonia. Do you know who they're playing tonight? Go on. Come on. Not playing it's Thursday night. It's Thursday well, it's night. United, is it? Yeah, they're playing United. All right, cool. Well, he might get a game against the Rags then. Yeah, I hope he scores. Come on, Brandon Barker. <laughs> always loved you. You were right. in your life. Yeah, se- 75th, 75th minute, guys. Anyway, we don't leave, that, leave our listeners short, do we? Yeah, and it's interesting that um, uh, we're talking the City goal of the, Cop- the Copenhagen near, near miss, uh, Mike. What we talk because that was the 75th minute was the Copenhagen glancing header that uh, Ederson was nowhere near, our defence was nowhere near, but it just went wide as a pulse. And then obviously 76 minutes, we went, literally went back up the other end. And Grealish, he just, he just took on men, didn't he? He just went for that run down the middle, which he was tended to do till the 90th minute last night. Took on what, two or three players, uh, just played it nicely out for, uh, for Mares. It was just a simple cross. And yet yeah, the old, the old, uh, Argentinian meat shield was in the middle, wasn't he? So just from just inside the six yard box, he just side footed home. So it's great to see Alvarez on the, on the, on the score sheet. Fantastic. And it's, we don't need Alan, do we? When we've got Alvarez up there. Fantastic. Yeah. Five, five nil. Bernard, there, there were two points that, that I want to make to you that were really, really funny for me. The first one was that there were all of these, uh, pictures, uh, coming up on Twitter about Ederson. Standing on his own, with no girlfriend, nobody to help him. Standing on his own, on the halfway line, no, nothing to do. And it was quite sad, actually, some of these pictures of um, Ederson uh, standing around with nothing to do. But I think what uh, Bernard might be uh, more interested in talking about was, in the last, I don't know about you, Bernard, I think in the last sort of like, sort of six, seven minutes, Grealish was Definitely trying to score a goal. <laughs> yeah, trying too hard again. That's I think that's if we have, do have a criticism of Grealish is that he has been trying a little bit hard at times, and you can't say. I mean, he loved it, he enjoyed it, he had a wonderful time, but he just tried a little bit too much. And he, that was a perfect. I mean, that was perfect on seventy six minutes when he when he laid up to Mara. He sort of, he knew when to release it, but he does. 
as I say, we've said it before, he's not a prolific goal scorer. He never will be. And he just wanted that goal, and that that would have topped his night off for me. And every, a lot a lot of credit to him, but uh, he he did want he did want it. Unfortunately, what was never wasn't going to happen. Wasn't well, that interview yeah. actually? Gareth said basically said that didn't he, Bernard? That yeah. you know he, you know he was trying his best to score a goal. He was really yeah. desperate trying to score, uh, and it was just one of those nights. But you know, it's like it's like I mean, I looked at Simon Pukowski's player ratings and, he, and his comment on on Grealish is the fact that. You know, he's got to start chipping in in these sort of games. You know, and, that, and that's, again, in a, it's, it's a bit of a swipe. I mean, it's a bit, a bit of a, you know, yeah, of course he does. He'd love to chip in. But, I mean, again, it's a little bit of a, you know, uh, a little swipe at him, which I don't like. I don't like that sort of thing. Well, the, the thing is, Bernard, if, if we're honest, he doesn't need to be scoring in these games because we won 5-0. It'd be yeah. nice. It'd be nice if he was scoring. If, I, I think the issue would be if Grealish was having three or four clear-cut chances and he wasn't scoring, then I'd be worried. If he's yeah. having no clear-cut chances in the game, but he's causing havoc, maybe getting an assist or a pre-assist or you know helping um, the team forward, I'm not bothered if he doesn't score, to be honest. you know That, that run epitomises what we're saying. He was the reason we scored that fifth goal. But he didn't get the assist, you know. But he, like you say, he, he, he did this, the, the run, he knew when to lay it off, uh, Maris put an easy ball in for Alvarez to score. Grealish did everything but get the assist or score. So I don't care. It, honestly, if Grealish went through the full season, didn't get a single assist, didn't get a single goal himself. If he's creating havoc, if he's getting the free kicks or penalties or whatever, or the pre-assist, and we're stuffing things 5-0, who cares? Yeah, I'm just going to take this over to Bernard for a second. Uh, Bernard, um, we're, we're all very old. But I, I, I don't actually, I don't actually remember. Uh, I'm thinking back like five or six years. We didn't talk about assists. I mean, that, that, that word assist. We just, we, we didn't have that in, in, uh, um, Premier League football before. But I think that, um, what, one of the things that, um, possibly counts against Grealish is he, he does the pre-assist, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a new phenomenon, isn't it? It just seems to be very important these days. Goals and assists is always key to various things. And as I say, at the end of the day, you, you perhaps you can go back sometimes to sort of five passes back, you know, stuff like this. If someone does it, something wonderful to create space to set up a, a run or does various things. And it, on, on the face, it's just stats. It's just stats that are there that, you know, I like stats, as you know, anyway, but they're just stats that are there, but it doesn't, doesn't tell the whole story. And as Ray said there with, with Grealish, uh, he's not going to get any real credit for a pre-assist but he created that, he made the fifth goal it was as simple as that, he made the fifth goal perhaps more than Mahrez did because it was it was so easy for Mahrez to do it but Mahrez gets the assist and Grealish gets sod all apart from our, our appreciation and you know perhaps perhaps that's enough Can I tell you one person who was uh, for me uh, one of the best pre-assisters going for City was David Silver David Silver I, I, I would, I, and I, I did uh, podcasts and, and videos about this at the, at the time as well, where he'd have someone like Leroy Sane bombing on. I remember once or twice Leroy Sane bombing down the wing and David Silva wouldn't release the ball. And Sane was like throwing his hands up, thinking, why aren't you passing me the ball? And what David Silva was doing was making, was waiting until it was the right moment. I mean, Sane had the pace to beat the defender anyway, but David Silva would put it on such a plate that he would draw the defender out and get that pass at the right time at the right 
uh, wait so that Leroy Sane would just either run onto it and have a chance of scoring or be able to put it across for someone like Aguero or Sterling coming in at the far post. And so David Silva has done so many fantastic creative assists. It was, it was basically his play that was creating the goal, same as Grealish last night. And people forget about that. They look at, uh, was it KDB has got the same number of assists as David Silva or something very similar, um, in, 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 in a, a lot fewer games. Um, you know, stats are all well and good and all wonderful. And I, I think this season could well be a, a stat padding season for a lot of players. You know, De, uh, De Bruyne's on eight, um, Premier League assists already. The record's 20. You know, he holds a joint record at, at 20 with uh, Terry Henry. Um, um, and, uh, you know, Haaland's got, was it 14 league goals? You know, the record in the, thir- in the 38 league game season is, uh, 32. So he's on, Cost for that. Other players are gonna, you know, get better stats based upon, you know, holding on to, um, onto Haaland's coattails. And, and I, I think, um, a lot of players are gonna do really well this season. Um, but, uh, yeah, stats are all well and good, but as, as we've said, they're not everything. Bernard, lovely end to the game. Uh, obviously Julian Alvarez got his first ever Champions League goal. You had, um, you had Erling Haaland, uh, coming on. Uh, you know, with his hoodie and going to every corner of the ground, applauding the the city uh, fans, it's just something that you want to see. Yeah, I mean, it's lovely. I mean, obviously, I, I literally, uh, when the final whistle went, I sort of worked my way up towards the top of the south stand and give a quick clap, turn around and sod it off. You know, I've got to get at all, I'm an old man, it's getting getting late, you know, I've got to walk back to Piccadilly and get the tram and stuff like that, but, so it's a shame not many, not, you know, not as many people are still in the ground at that stage, we know about all people leaving 10 minutes, I mean, I saw people leaving 10 minutes before the end last night, but uh, yeah, you're never going to stop that, whether it's an 8 o'clock kickoff or a, a 12.30pm kickoff, it's, you know, it doesn't make any difference to City fans, they'll go when they want to go, which is up to them, you know, they pay the money to take the, to take the choice, but yeah, it's just wonderful to see, I say, it's a shame, perhaps a few more aren't in the ground when he goes and does it, but hey, that's, uh, that, that's how it is, but uh, full credit, I mean, Pep said he's happy. We can see he's happy, of course he is. He gets frustrated because he gets frustrated because he wants to score goals, and I'm sure the other guys in the team don't hold that against him. It's just great to see. It's just great to see. Ray is quite heartwarming, isn't it? Like um, Alfie and his wife going crazy every time he scores a goal. They're enjoying it, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And 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 you know, I'm, I'm sure Bernard would agree that when your kid does something special. You're jumping up and down about it, you know. You are, please, look, I, 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 you know, I, I try not to bring too much personal stuff in, but I was at my son's uh, um, speech night last night, uh, um, and they were giving out, you know, prizes and awards, and he, he did quite well in 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 in, uh, in in a couple of areas. But um, when they were giving out the, um, the awards for, like, the kids who did well at GCSE, um, and they were all, you know, your, your 15, 16 year olds who'd done well at GCSE. And my lad, he took his, um, his, uh, French GCSE, uh, this summer and, uh, he's only 13 years old. So, you know, uh, they, you know, they, they, they said that he got, you know, I'm not going to be humble about it. He got a grade nine. That's maximum you can get. And there were audible gasps in the audience. Um, well, he did have a wee bit of a, like a, yeah, mother he did have French, a didn't he? Advantage that he 
that he's you know he lived in France for about eight eight or nine years, whatever. Um, but still, you know, they were surprised and shocked that some you know, and I'm sitting there, so I, I'm you know, obviously I'm full of pride. My lad's going up there, getting an award and and whatever. So you know, um, it's nothing compared to your, your kid scoring a goal for Man City or you know whatever. But you know, in in its own way, it, it, obviously it was it was huge for me. Uh, and, and it's the same, you know, for Alfie. Every time your kid scores a goal, it's going to be fantastic. And you know, and it's great that uh, Erling Haaland scored 173 top-flight goals now, and uh, his dad's still jumping up and down about it. You know, I think when he nets his 1,000th goal in 2027, um, I hope his dad's still jumping up and down about it then. Well, let's go to uh, Bernard to fill in for Colin Savage's role. Uh, Bernard, what, what did you think about the other the other results? Other other results. Uh, well, can you go to Ray? Because I'm not even locked. <laughs> I'm not even locked, mate. I can't fill in for him. Um, Ray, can you can you pick up on that one? Maybe Ray can do that. Ray, or the other. I think we're losing Hello, Mike. Mike a little bit. We're losing Mike's Sorry, let, let let me repeat the question, guys. I, I'll edit this out. Uh, Ray, what did you think about some of the other results? Are you back? Yeah. Have we lost Ray again? Um, it seems so. Yeah, he was breaking up a little bit at times when we were doing it, uh, just occasionally, but it's as though we've lost yeah, him. Don't, don't ever worry about this, guys, because I, I can edit that stuff out. I'm back, I'm back. Uh, so you want to know yeah, about this result? So, so we were just asking you, what did you think about some of the other results? Um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the day before, I think Liverpool had beat, uh, had won 2-0, um, pretty straightforward for them. You know, the, because they hadn't conceded, the fans and the pundits are now really uh, in in a good mood about everything. But it's a lot of rubbish. I mean, the, the, you play a team like, come on, come on, Rangers. You know, without any disrespect, their mid-level championship uh, quality, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah, you said that famously on Twitter. I, I love, I love that. That was quite funny. Yeah, but I, I, hey, look, if if you're out, if you're in Twitter sphere, you give me a follow, guys, because. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm shouting into the ether at the moment, uh, there's, there's, or a vacuum, there's nothing there, uh, so if you, if you are around. But the other results from yesterday, Chelsea beat uh, Milan 3-0. That was a, that was a huge result though, wasn't it though, Ray? Yeah, look, Chelsea, you know, look, um, are, are they, are they back under Potter? I don't know. Um, um, you know, it, it's, it's gonna help them obviously a lot, and with the, uh, in their uh, belief and confidence uh, for the rest of the season, so that, that's uh, that's a big result for uh, for Chelsea, I think. Um, and then you had um, let's, uh, some of the big ones. Celtic lost against RB Leipzig. Mister Nkunku scored uh, a very good goal past Joha in uh, net. Uh, Real Madrid beat Shakhtar two one. Uh, in our group, Dortmund beat Sevilla 4-1 away, which City are on nine points now after three games. Dortmund are on six. Sevilla and Copenhagen have got one, so we're pretty much through. Uh, PSG drew in Benfica. <coughs> uh, Juventus beat uh, Maccabi Haifa. Um, and the day before, we had some interesting results. You had, obviously, the Liverpool beat Rangers 2-0. Napoli won 6-1 at Ajax. Uh, Club Bruges beat Atletico Madrid. Porto beat La, uh, uh, Leverkusen, uh, Bayern Munich thrashed uh, Victoria Pilsen, Milan beat Inter Milan, sorry, beat Barcelona 1-0, so Barcelona could be dropping down to the uh, Europa League, yeah, which is Europa quite funny. Marseille beat Sporting 4-1, and uh, Spurs, boring, boring Tottenham, 0-0 <laughs> with Eintracht Frankfurt. So, 
it's going to be obviously it's going to be uh, interesting yeah. to see what happens. I mean, we're only as I said halfway through, but briefly, uh, Napoli are on top of their group with nine points. Liverpool got six. Ajax got three. You know, obviously we want Liverpool to get knocked out, but I don't think that's going to happen. An unusual uh, state of affairs in Group B, where Club Bruges won all their three games, not let any goals in. Uh, I've got nine points. Porto, Leverkusen, and Atletico Madrid have got three points. points. So two big clubs are going to get knocked out there. Uh, you'd, as you'd expect, Bayern are on nine points in their group. Milan, Inter Milan are on six. Barcelona on three. So you know there is the worry for Barcelona that they don't make it uh, out of the group. Spurs are second in their group on four points. Sporting on six. Eintracht have got uh, four and Marseille three. So Spurs are still in that. Uh, Chelsea's group, uh, because Chelsea lost one game, they are second with four points. As are AC Milan. Uh, Salzburg are on top. Uh, the last two, last three groups, sorry. Madrid look like they're going through. They've got nine points. Shakhtar, Leipzig uh, are going to fight over that runner-up spot. Celtic uh, going out. They might not even make the Europa League. Uh, the last group, actually, I've done us. you got PSG with seven, Benfica with seven, uh, Juventus with three, and uh, Maccabi uh, are going to um, finish bottom of that group. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And obviously, there's things that are going to... Uh, Twist and turns in a week's time. We'll have a very good idea who's going to get through. And uh, let's just sort Liverpool lose next week. That'd be nice. Ray, just sticking with you, there, there's one player that has like struck my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think that he would be good for us. <laughs> this guy called Christoph Umkoku. But he's signed for Chelsea, man. He's already signed for Chelsea. Yeah, has that been done? Is that finished? Um, I th- there's, it's all been it kind of talked about that it, they've they've got something in place. He, uh, Graham Potter, the Chelsea manager, was asked about Christopher Nkunku. I don't know how you say it. is it Nkunku or is it Nkunku Nkunku? I don't know. Uh, I was hoping your um, cunning linguistics would help me out there, Mike. But uh, I don't know how you say his name. But uh, um, I I. The stories are that it's, it's done and dusted. It's done and dusted that he's going um, uh, to, to Chelsea. And I think Chelsea got a very, very good play. Didn't he score against us? Um, he, did, he did. He's he's like really exciting uh, forward player uh, midfield. Everyone is after him, apparently. He's, he's going to be 25 next month. Uh, he's still quite young. Um, he's got, he's, he's very, very exciting at the moment. Very, very exciting, actually. Just looking at his history, he's born in, in Lagny sur Marne. Uh, and the Marne, actually, um, where we used to live in France, that was the, that was the main river, the Val de Marne. That was the area that we used to live in. So he, he could have been one of my neighbours, uh, <laughs> when, he, when we were living there. Just, just one more thing for Ray. Ray, there's an exciting young manager coming up for Roma. Whose name is Jose Mourinho? Yeah, he's, he's really, really coming back, isn't he? He's ripping it up. Look, he's always uh, been a big draw. I, th- I thought his time at United and uh, had, had finished him. Uh, his time at Spurs certainly should have finished him. Um, uh, but he's he's bounced back in uh, at Roma. He's, he's he's doing all right there. Um, you know, I, um, are they going to get anywhere this season? I, I don't know. I mean. They're, they're sixth in the table at the moment, only four points off the top. Um, so, you know, I, I think they'll be, I mean, they're a lot higher than uh, above Juventus in the table. So, I, you know, they might do all right. Um, they might might do all right this season. I think he's, uh, he, but he's always a card. You, you might have seen 
he was banned from the touchline. Uh, was it the last game? And uh, so he was in the team bus, uh, sending stuff out. I think on social media um, about how you know how basically how bored he looked. And then when they scored or when they won, he was out out the team bus uh, celebrating with the bus drivers and stuff. So. Um, Look, he's 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 about your age, isn't he, Mike? Um, oh, he's like uh, what, fifty-five? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably is fifty. Actually, he's probably uh, probably older than me. Actually, um, you're, you're, you've just turned fifty, aren't you, Mike? Yeah. Throwing throwing it out there uh, for any of you single uh, ladies living in Norwich. <laughs> I, I did appreciate that, Ray, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> Jose Mourinho, actually. I can't believe this. I'm just pulling it out. He's 59. Oh, right. Okay, he's that old. He's 59. Wow, I can't can't believe that. He's looking. I tell you what, he's not looking bad for 59. I think if we all looked like Jose Mourinho, I think we'd all we'll be quite happy, wouldn't we? He's got more hair than me. I tell you, I'd be happy with that. I I I am going to give Bernard the biggest laugh of his life. Okay, here we go. Uh, Bernard. Yeah. Let's let's imagine that um, we win the Champions League, right? And uh, Pep Guardiola decides to um, to finish, and you've got the choice of who's going to be the next manager. My question, okay? Yeah. Uh, Mancini. Um, Sounds like a dumb question already. This. Yeah, <laughs> really. I I feel it coming as a dumb question. But like right. Mancini, open and uh, would you have? What, what kind of manager would you want, Bernard? Well, we've got to have a manager who uh, actually knows how to play football. We've been spoiled, haven't we? So obviously, Mr. Arteta's must be heading heading the game at the moment. Uh, I thought you were going to say Mourinho come back then. I thought, oh, Jesus, <laughs> no, please. Um, I thought that's where you're going with that. But obviously, uh, why not? Why not Arteta and uh, a company combination? Vincent Company and Arteta. Eh? What, what a the new Joe Mercer, Malcolm Allison. Uh, that'd be absolutely uh, fantastic. Or two Malcolm Allisons, not really Joe Mercer and Malcolm. Allison, is it those you, two, you really want two Malcolm Allisons? You really I'm just going to say, I'll say well, two, two Malcolm Allisons with the brain with the brain cells of Joe Mercer, perhaps. But uh, I think uh, Tetter and Company, obviously, they, they must be what um, similar ages, aren't they? I think I think the similar ages they must be. Yeah, so, combination. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. As I say, uh, we still don't know what Pep's doing yet, do we, or what's going to go on? But uh, I yeah. think what what Ray wants. Ray wants them. Um, um, Nigel De Jong. Nah, I don't think Nigel De Jong is the manager. Uh, I can't really see that, uh, to be honest. Uh, to be honest, I mean, in terms of ages, the company's 36, Arteta's 40. Right. Um, um, would Pep want... He, he's, I'll, throw, I'll twist that uh, question around, Mike. Would Pep really want to leave Man City if he wins... Let's say he wins it all this season. Let's say he wins it all. Erling Haaland scores 50 goals in all competitions this season. City play blistering football. And what you've seen so far is only the beginning. You know, we're, you know, we're only in third gear. For the rest of the season, City crank it up into fourth and fifth and they get into overdrive. Now, you've got to be a bit, <laughs> probably, uh, most of your listeners are too young to know what overdrive is. Um, and City start pumping teams left, right and centre. You're Pep Guardiola. Do you really want to leave? Nah. Well, I, that, that, that's that's the thing. Because if you're if you're a manager, what better situation do you have? 
He's got everything that he could ever wish for. He's got the best fans in the world. There's no doubt about that. He's got the best board in the world. He's got an owner that doesn't get involved. He's got a board that supports him, that have proven time and time again to get things right. You know, some of the, all right, some of the dodgy fans that we have uh, criticised Cheeky um, for some of the deals he's done. But you've got to look at it. I mean, Gomez, how much did Gomez cost us? Peanuts, you know, a kanji, peanuts, uh, when, when you look at it. And, and these two guys look, they look the business at the moment. So, um, you know, everything's set up at City for Pep. Everything is spot on for him. Any, anywhere he goes is a massive step down. Massive I can't see Spanish Maybe the Spanish <laughs> national team. Or it, at the only place Pep would go if, if Catalonia, if Catalonia, was it Catalonia? Catalan? If there's a Catalan national team, I think Pep would be there. But for anybody else, no, no one comes near. Yeah, that's what I'm going to run past uh, Bernard. I would say maybe Xavi could possibly. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think we should worry about it at the moment. You know me, I've always been quite negative and thinking he'll go. But, I mean, don't forget, he's going to get five or six weeks uh, rest as well, isn't he, with this World Cup? So I assume he's going to go off... uh, Meet you know, back with his wife, and uh, he seemed to have fun when he was older last time. And it, you know, all right, he's going to do city stuff, of course he is. But we're off for about, about seven weeks, aren't we? I think for this World Cup thing, so he's going to be able to recharge. He's going to be able to go away, and, and I think that's a bonus as far as Pep's concerned. He'll be worrying about the lads coming back fit, of course he will. But I think that's a, a positive, and as I say, he'll sort his. I think he'll sort his contract out now, and I don't even want to think about it at the moment because, you know me, I've always been saying you know I don't expect him to be going, but I'm I'm confident now that he still be with us for a, a little while longer. Yeah, I think you're right, Bird. He, he'll probably do a couple more years at City and then poss- possibly go off and manage the the Spanish team. But um, guys, I think that's probably it. But. Does anyone have any other issues that they would like to raise before we finish no, we've got, off? We've got uh, Southampton this week, and we got Southampton on Saturday. I've been speaking to a couple of Southampton fans. Uh, I don't know if it's in the media, but I mean, they're, they're sort of saying that Hasen, unless Hasen Huttle gets a half-decent result, he's on, he's on his bike. But, I mean, I'm surprised he's still there now, in all fairness. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be an interesting game. I mean, it was one of the hold worst on, games. Hold on, hold on a second, Bernard. I mean, Ralph Hasen Huddle was... Um, was the bee's knees. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this is what the Southampton fans are saying. I mean, I remember chatting to him when he was doing very well, but there's still a little bit of doubt. I, I did notice a bit of dissent, you know, at the time when he was doing quite exceptional. Some people didn't like him, but now obviously it's, it's got to the stage where it's even worse. But I mean, uh, obviously Cooper is probably the guy who's favourite to go next. I don't think he's gone yet. Not as, not as at this morning anyway, but Hasn Huttle is, is reckoned to be the, the guy in second spot. But if you think of last year's game at the Etihad, it was bloody awful, wasn't it? I mean, it was a, a nil-nil. We perhaps should have perhaps should have got beat in the end. Uh, Walker was lucky to stay on the pitch. Various things happened. So they played very, very well. But I think we're playing a very different Southampton uh, this this week. So hope, I'm hoping it'll get very ugly for him. I'm hoping it'll be a, a cracking game. And, uh, yeah, I think Hassan Huttle's probably shot his ball. I don't know if Ray agrees or whatever on that one. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I've always said the, 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 the line between success and failure can be very, very slim or being a genius and an idiot. Uh, it's very, very fine margins. Um, I think he's a decent manager, but you've got to have the backing and you've got to get things right. If, if you make a couple of bad decisions in, 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 um, uh, transfers, that can really, really cost you. 
uh, and you know you could have a bad season or a bad start and you're gone. I think his problem is he goes through phases where they can look good against teams like City and then they'll go and lose three or four on the bounce. And I think that's what people kind of remember. A couple of other bits of City news. I just saw, uh, I'll quickly mention this because we're recording this Thursday lunchtime. Kyle Walker has undergone surgery after suffering a groin injury to his left leg during the first half of the 6-3 win over Manchester United on Sunday. The surgery was successful and a more detailed prognosis will be provided in due course. That's on uh, the City website. Uh, another little bit, little bit you might not have noticed. I've just been watching uh, uh, footage of um, Haaland <laughs> in the game uh, last night. The referee drop, apparently dropped his uh, spray, his uh, spray can, and um, Haaland, uh, he, he, he dropped back a little bit as the um, uh, Copenhagen had the ball and trying to go forward. He was dropping back. He picked it up. We were on, then on the attack. So he, he went out, he picked, oh, such a lovely lad. He picked it up, passed it to the referee, and then got in the box for the attack, trying to score a goal. I mean, he's, the guy, what can't he do? He can do almost anything. You know, he can do almost anything. I, I'd get on to him, Mike. I'd get on to Haaland and Haaland's ha, matrimonial services, uh, for Northern Ireland expats. I'd get on there and uh, see what he can do for you, Mike. He can do anything. Well, I've got a funny question just to finish off with you, uh, guys, because we're, 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 we're going to finish now. But um, someone has um, asked a question um, on the uh, Bolt from the Blue Pod, and I don't know the answer, but I'm going to ask um, Bernard and Ray. Who was City's best... They're talking about Sergio Gomez. And they're talking about who was City's best ever left back, because I don't think I have an answer. Hmm. Depends what age you're going back to, mate, doesn't it, really? I mean, obviously, the, you know. I'm thinking that Bernard might, if Colin was here, he would probably say Willie Jonicky. Well, we love Willie. Willie, Willie was brilliant, of course he was. He, he was, he was stunning and he was one of those guys that used to get the old kipaks up as soon as he went down that wing, you know, the, the kipak sort of. That's the position that we have never really truly filled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love a bit of wee Willie? <laughs> uh, yeah, Donaghy, sorry, uh, I'll get his name out. Um, just something else, guys, I'm just gonna spin on. Apparently, Erling Haaland has scored nine more goals so far this season than Manchester City managed at home in total in the 2006-07 season. That's how bad we used to be. <laughs> well, let, let's go back to Bernard because I do want to try to answer this question for <laughs> this listener and I'm gonna say my best bet would be Maybe pull power. Um, that would be my what? my guess. What as a left back? I was going to say as left back. He's not a left back. He, he, he did play as a, as a left I'm back. Also, sorry to interrupt you, Bernard. I think that um, Paul Lake played at left back a few times. Yeah, I mean, I'll, in my time, Glimpardo would take some beating. Obviously, Glimpardo was a legend. He could score goals as well. I think he was. A, he played number nine at times. So, yeah, in guys I've seen, Glimpardo, Willie Donicky, um There's not been many uh, since them, and hopefully, we've got a guy called Gomez who looks as though he's got potential there uh, coming in as well. Yeah, he, what do you reckon, Ray? Sorry. What do you reckon, Ray? Kolarov, of course. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I mean he was getting dogs abused so many times. Kolarov was no left back. Um, look at the last few we've had. Cancelo's no left back. Um, really, uh, Delph 
Zinchenko, uh, Kolarov, Klishi. Um You got to go back to someone like Stuart Pearce, who was who came to City when you know he was past it. Was he, uh, was he not a right back though, Ray? Who? Um, yeah, he was a right back, wasn't he? Was he? Oh no, he was left footed. One, he was left footed. One, two, so he must have been left back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's left not, footed, uh, yeah. And I've got to be honest, he, 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 he was a right back though, Bernard, wasn't he? Stuart Pearce under Pep. Stuart Pearce would be a right back. Okay. Yeah, it gets very confused when you watch Pep ball for a few years. It gets very confused as to to what positions guys are. In all fairness, yeah. Yeah, but no, um, he shows a shows the left. I, I'm just doing my best to answer this. this There's no this question, question there. Just, just say we've not had one for, for donkey's years. Um, and before your time, as it, as Fergus says, not in my lifetime. Uh, it's been a, you know, uh, you know, time to. If Colin Savage were here, he would answer that question. Well, we're not Colin Savage, you know. You, you wouldn't, look, if you had Colin Savage here, you would, you might have a few more, um, um, you know, brain cells, but you won't have any more hair. So uh, I, I don't care if you know Colin can answer that. Get him on, get him on then. Yeah, he's coming back for Liverpool. <laughs> yes, he just comes back for the big games, isn't he? He's a, a glory hunter, isn't he? Just going for the big games. He's such a glory hunter, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Interesting enough, guys. You talk about Stuart Pearce. He actually wore number two and number three for City, so that's probably why it's causing a little bit of confusion. But obviously, what he was known as a left back, yes. All right. You never beat Des Walker. He used to play on the right, didn't he, Des Walker? Or in the middle? Ah, oh, I tell you what, I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting old now. I'm, I can't even, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just glad I, could, I didn't say Dan Walker or something. Well, listen, this is why that we, this is why that we love us. We're, 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 we, we go back a long way. Yeah, but, but I think so that's not always a good thing, mate. It's not always a good thing. <laughs> I, I can't remember half the stuff now. I know, I know. But listen, it, it, let's, let's finish it off here. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Um, let's just stop here and uh, and call it. It's been like what an hour and a half, so that'll that that'll do us. Okay. So final words, final words. Um, looking to the future, the next couple of games. Okay. So Bernard, what do you think? Yeah, well, we've got to we've got to put Southampton to the sword and and get our own back for that last season's performance, which was at a time when City weren't playing particularly well at the start of the season. Anyway, I think it was September last year, so we've got to give them a stuffing. It should be should be fingers crossed a formality over in uh, Copenhagen, of course, to finish this off and get uh, maximum points from four games. And then we've just got a little game after that, haven't we? Which we'll obviously talk about again, uh, which will be very, very interesting against the old Scousers. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Would you be, yeah. I'll just ask you this quickly, uh, Bernie, would you be resting players for the game next week? Uh, I, I think I was doing it at the moment. I think I was doing it at the moment. He's spot on, Ray. I don't think any problem whatsoever. Be uh, what's more interesting to me is what team he's going to play against Southampton. Is Aki and Akanji going to go back as centre halves? Because uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so I'm really. I'm, if I get eight and nine and right this week, guys, on my prediction, I'll be very surprised because I have no idea what Pep's going to do, and that that sort of excites me in a way. But it'd be just be so interesting to see what Pep does against Southampton. Do you want me to give you the side then? Yeah. <laughs> Edison, Cancello, Akanji, Ake, Gomez, Gunduan, Bernardo, KDB, Grealish, Haaland, Foden. 
There you go. Have you lots of my team that I've done for this Southampton preview? Because you've just <laughs> bounced it off there, mate. You've just, you just, uh, uh, you just it. Yeah, Bernard, you're just going to copy mine now, aren't you? You're going to say, yeah, I thought of all this myself. Well, I've, I've got, I've done just check. I've got it dated on my phone so I can show you. <laughs> I was tempted just to throw in, in, in the lap just to see if you were copying me. <laughs> just, a, just a final few words from Ray because, um, I know a couple of um, my followers are scared of Arsenal, especially because they've got um, they've got um, Gabriel Jesus scoring all kinds of goals uh, for them. Um, should we be should we be worried, Ray? And um, what what is your prognosis for the next few um, days? If we get to March and Arsenal are still top, then uh, if Arsenal are within five points of us. When we get to March, stop worrying. So, uh, it's eight games in the season. We've got 30 games to go. 30 games to go. Bags of time. Lots uh, uh, can happen. Arsenal's biggest issue is going to be consistency. You know, can Arsenal win 30 games in a season or, you know, 27, 28 games in a season to be proper challengers? I'm not sure they can. They're going to go through a, a tough spell at, so, at some point. You know, what if they do? lose Gabriel Jesus to illness injury or he goes through a bad patch you know uh, actually I don't think they'd be too badly positioned because they've got lots of other players that who now can slot in and you know uh, fill in for them so I think Arsenal are in a decent position but right now as I said probably three years ago Arsenal's first team should be making sure they get top four and then build from there Bernard we, we sold this guy in both of them didn't we sorry what did you say we we sold this guy Ian Botham. He's scoring all kinds of goals. I'm worried about this, Bernard. No, why, why would you be worried? We, you know, at the end of the day, all credit to him. You know, we, let's worry about ourselves. We, it doesn't really matter what Arsenal do. If if City City do what we should do, uh, this title's ours. As I said, a lot. It's a long way to go, but I'm not worried about anyone else. We didn't. You know, we were quite right to sell. We're always, I don't think there's very rarely a player we sell that I worry about that we shouldn't have sold him. And I have no problems with the guys we got rid of this summer. Uh, all, all good luck to him. Uh, don't worry at all, Mike. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a problem. Just we'll, we'll sort it out. City will sort it out. Don't worry. Don't worry about who we get rid of. They just weren't either up to it or they didn't fancy it. So it's as simple as that. All right, lads. Let's finish off. Um, Ray, do you have anything more to say? Uh, not really. I, I quickly mentioned about Kyle Walker again. He should be back, hopefully, uh, for the World Cup. Might not make it because he's going to be injured out for a few weeks. So I think we're looking at uh, potentially um, Cancelo right back for for the foreseeable and Gomez at left. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bird, yeah. is yeah. that it? Do you have anything more to say? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, very disappointing. I mean, we did miss Kyle Walker at the end of last season, didn't we? We, we don't appreciate him until he's not there, and uh, we may have that again. But as Ray said, we've got at this point in time, as long as the other guys stay fit, we're, we're fine. We're okay. Well, guys, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. It's a, it's a wonderful pleasure just to be able to talk about these games with you. That's the end of it this time, and we'll see you after the next game. So we're going to say, have one of us, and up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues.